Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, let's go to a man who's well-versed on these issues, and he's SENQ breakfast host and sports commentary legend, Pat Welsh. Pat, welcome to Sports Day. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, thank you. Pat, what do you make of these regulations that are going to be introduced over the next few years? Uh, look, I know there's been mixed reacts, but, I mean, in my mind, they're not overly surprising. This, is the, this debate's been going on for the best part of three decades. I remember, you know, I was a, a relatively young journo sitting beside the great Jack Newton interviewing Tom Watson when we were at a Skins game in North Queensland. And, you know, Watson, who was, you know, one of the old school, um, just said, look, we've got to find a way to try and limit things, whether it be through the driver or through the ball, uh, because we're going to run out of real estate. And, you know, we've seen that unfold to a certain extent over a long period of time now. I mean, if your clubs like Augusta National with Unlimited, um, they just keep, you know lengthening the T's, buying more real estate. And, you know, they called it in the day trying to tiger-proof the course. <laughs> so, look, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm, I'm not a, an avid critic of it, to tell you the truth. I think something had to be done. I don't think they've wound it back too far. Um, and, look, let's face it, the, the amateurs aren't even going to know the difference, to tell mm. you the truth. Um, and you take 10 or 15 metres off, uh, off Rory and those guys, well, they're just going to have to use, you know, one club more. So, so do you think? So, the main reason is obviously because of running out of real estate, as you speak about in, in golf courses. Does that bring other courses now back into vogue or in contention for some of these pros to to play out in the next, say, ten years that have become too small? Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, you're sitting at you're sitting on four or five masterpieces down in Melbourne yep. that we haven't seen enough tournament golf out of, quite frankly, over the last ten or fifteen years. I'm fully aware that. You know, the Open was contracted to Sydney through their, their tourism people. Um, the PGA has been up here in Queensland for quite some time now, and it sort of fitted into that mould. I mean, it was it was nice at Coolum where they had that real relaxed sort of party atmosphere. It was it was like an end of season for our US tour players and and European tour players for that matter. And they came home and they were with their families. And so, look, Queensland seems to be a decent fit, I think, for the uh, the PGA. But I'd love to see more events in the sandbelt. I mean, the Heath, Metrop, uh, the Composite, you know, you, you, the list is, is endless down there of the really good courses, Victoria, of the good courses that you can play. What do you think it says about golf, Pat, that at Royal Melbourne, on the Composite course, every pro can reach every par five in two, and there's quite a few par fours they can reach in one. I remember Dustin Johnson in the President's Cup um, had a, about a, th- a three-metre eagle putt 
on the uh, first of the West, which I think is 11 or 10 on the composite course, and, and missed the putt, but he was on the green for one. What does that say about golf, and do we want that in the sport? No, I don't. I mean, I'd love to see them getting home at two on the par fives. I don't particularly like them you know, hitting short irons in nines and eight irons into par fives, to tell you the truth. So if that aspect is taken out of the game, good and well. I mean, Royal Melbourne protects itself by the speed of greens, the shape of their greens, the bunkering and all that sort of thing. There's lots more defences that you can conjure up uh, with a bit of imagination. But as I said, not everyone's got the budget uh, of Augusta National. So we see a change in play, obviously. Um, with as we heard Rory McIlroy speak on it earlier, it could be you know longer irons. Would it would have been sort of less of those hybrid type clubs being used and more spin on the ball? I mean, how does it affect uh, the players in that shorter game? Yeah, look, I, I don't don't know whether we'll see as, as much spin on it if they're hitting longer clubs. I mean, if all of a sudden they've got to hit a five iron in instead of you know eight iron where they can put some fizz on it. Um, I, I, look, I can't see too many negatives. And I know that the debate is going to be serious. But, you know, you're not, well, you're not 15 or 20 off the pros, so what? And the amateurs don't know the difference, to tell you the truth. So has it gone far enough then? If there's not going to be much of a change, why can't they make it so that you can knock 30 or 40 metres off the pros? Well, I think that's what they were planning. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously there's, there's been plenty of lobby groups in action. Uh, including the manufacturers, which are, who are very powerful indeed. Um, so, you know, maybe this is the, the compromise that they've reached, the r and and the PGA, etc. And we all know with golf at the moment, compromise is very much the top of the pile in many different respects. But, <laughs> uh, can I ask you about the standard of the recent tournaments in Australia, the Australian PGA, the Australian Open? Do you like the way that it's formatted? Did you enjoy watching it? Yeah, I did. I mean, you've got to have... I'm a big believer in the 72 holes cut and all that sort of thing. Loved Min Woo up here. He was fantastic. Uh, revved the crowds up, you know, came with a couple of shots up at the last so he could play up to the crowds at 17. And, it, you know, we had a great finish. I mean, I've rated Neiman for a long time. Didn't know much about the Japanese golfer. So, yeah, look, I would have loved to see an, an Aussie win the Open, but it didn't happen. But it shows how international this game is and just how good these young kids coming through are. Are you happy with the the amount of talent coming through in Australian golf, male and female? Yeah, we seem to... Uh, at the function they had in Brisbane before the PGA, there seems to be a lot of good young kids out there. Um, you know, that Asia-Pacific, we had a, a good whack of young kids who look to be very, very good as amateurs. The next step is obviously into the pro ranks, which is a stellar leap. So, yeah, look, I'm, from, from what I can gather... Our processes are great with the youngsters. We've got some wonderful coaches, and even Cameron Smith. I know he's, you know, he's doing, uh, he's playing live now, but he still has his foundation where these young kids go over and spend a week with him, and he takes them to, to play the good courses around Florida. So, yeah, look, I think there's a lot being done for our kids. Tiger Woods is a name that we all know very well, and you actually mentioned him before. So he finished 18th at uh, the Hero World Challenge. Scotty Scheffler was the winner. He was even par Tiger Woods. He's 47. Um, it's probably asking too much whether he can compete with the big dogs consistently, but does he have one last special moment in him, do you think, or not? Is it going to be too hard? Oh, for the, the lovers of fairy tales amongst us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd love to see it. I mean, I always remember Wayne Grady saying to me 100 years ago that he was at a British Open standing there when this kid first came on the line. He said, I'm walking down the line here watching Faldo and the Shark. 
and he said, Ernie, and these guys hit balls. And he said, there's a little kid down the end from America that has had big raps on it for a while. He said, he's saying he can make him this ball talk. And he said, you just keep an eye on him. He's going to be a superstar, which he was. <laughs> so, look, yeah, look, and I love a fairy tale. I love a sporting fairy tale. But realistically, is his body up to 72 holes plus practice rounds of absolute tormenting golf? I mean, the US Open, they grow the rough in. Masters is getting longer all the time. Um, you know, they're major courses for a reason, and they're tough. And 72 holes for Tiger on limited prep uh, would seem to be, for me these days, a bridge too far. The body's been through a bit over the last couple of years, too, with Tiger Woods. So oh, who's, yeah. your, who's your favourite golfer to watch at the moment, Pat? Um, I like Scheffler for the, the unusual swing, yep. because I can relate to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he's he's long too. Yeah, love the Rory's. Um, you know, obviously, I I I, I delight in any time the uh, the Aussies go well. So I'm really excited for Young Min Wu. I mean, we we want someone who the crowds can relate to and the kids can relate to, and they they can to him. You know, I'm just an old fat old sports commentator. I'm, I just sit back and, and watch and enjoy. But the kids are the ones that we've got to get number one into the game and number two watching the game. And Min Wu is the one who will do that. And Min Ji, for that matter, yeah. is the one who's is the two players who will help that in Australia, I think. Don't be too harsh on yourself. A fat old sports commentator singing and watching. Come on, Pat. Come on. You're uh, very Well, self- you can probably hear me puffing. I'm walking through Brisbane. I'm about to go to the casino to interview uh, Peter Moody. Oh, really? Here oh, nice. so, yeah, that's why I'm under the whip and not responding uh, at the moment. Boy. No worries. Oh, we won't hold you up too long. Just a couple more questions. No, you're right. You're I, I, right. I'm, I'm intrigued by two Australian golfers specifically. Um, Adam Scott and his... I don't know how to describe it. Maybe mixed form since he won um, the Masters, what was that, 10 years ago? And Cam Smith and his drop-off in form and his, um, I guess, poor Australian summer so far. Um, what what do their futures look like, do you think? I would hope that there's another win in Scotty there somewhere. Yep. Um, just the way he played that last round of the Australian, you know, and then took the triple, which was just catastrophic, obviously, in a major. Uh, but can happen. And I know that whole well, you know, the, the era wasn't wasn't massive, but it was enough to, you know, pull a triple bogey out of him. So that that ruined his chances. Um, look, I think I think he's still competitive at the, at the top level, uh, only because his swing is so pure. There's not a lot, whole lot goes wrong there. Um, Cam, I'm surprised, and I don't think Cam's too far away. I mean, it'll be it'll be just a matter of getting with the coach. And you'll find with, you know, they're like Ferraris. They just need something tightened here or there. And he'll be back. I've got no doubt that he will be, you know, probably our best golfer for, for some time. That certainly won't be reflected in the, the rankings unless the official, you know, the OWCR yeah. change their stance. But look, if, if Ram goes, and, they, you know, for whatever money, you know, just squillionaire dollars, if Ram goes and and gets to dictate a few terms. The talk is that Ram wants 72 holes, and he wants some form of cut. I think if they get the 72 holes, given the amount of points that they just handed out at Tiger's event down in the Bahamas, <laughs> I think if they play 72 holes, I reckon Liver a big chance of getting points. And if that's the case, um, Smith will be up there. But right at the moment, I mean, he just can't play enough events. And, of course, he hinged on these two events and didn't get enough points, so... 
there's a big danger that he's going to miss Paris. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, that would be massive if you miss Paris. I mean, yeah, the Olympic qualification is another story altogether. Probably we can talk to you about it another day. Let's move away from golf. Last one from me. What's your number one question for Peter Moody tonight? No, no, no. It's, uh, sorry, did I say Peter Moody? It's Tony Gollum. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> What's your number one question sorry. for Tony? Well, he's got seven horses in a race this weekend. We've got a pretty fair uh, summer carnival up here now, and obviously, which obviously leads to Magic Millions Day. And there's $14 million up on Magic Millions Day this year. The Guineas and the Stakes Day and the Classic are both worth $3 million each. So he's preparing horses for that, but he's got seven horses in this the race that they call it the weekend, the Gateway. And the winner gets the golden ticket in the next year, next year's Scradbroke, which is obviously our feature race up here. So I'll be, that'll be my first question. Who's going to win it? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well done. And uh, good luck tonight. And say good day to Ian Healy for me. He's a very good man. And I worked with him a little bit a few years ago. And uh, I love you too up there in the combination well, that you've had. He'll be at, um, he'll be at the Gabba tonight for the Heat. Oh, yes, of course uh, he will. Yes. Chairman, of, chairman of the Heat. He'll be a very nervous chairman for the uh, <laughs> Understandably so. I uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll hear, hear you on SENQ uh, pretty soon, Pat. Thank you. Pleasure, guys.